Welcome to Adama Stars, Naked Truths. My name is Junior and I'm a filmmaker, an entrepreneur, a husband to an amazing wife and a father of two wonderful children. The purpose of this podcast is to share my and other people's life experiences to help equip us with the tools necessary to get through trauma. Thank you for tuning back in. So today's title is cutting off the dead weight. And the three areas that I want to talk about are number one, not everyone is a friend. Two, learning to walk alone. And three, less is more. Moving away from people just being friends to people becoming family. Now, this whole concept of cutting off dead weight was kind of spurred on with, you know, I had a conversation with some good, some good friends of ours, right? And, you know, we were talking about you know, things that we've been through, you know, and, and the pain that we've had to go through because of, let's say, family and, and it got me thinking in terms of that pain and those people that haven't really helped progress and help develop one further and being there in any supportive realm, why do we still keep hold of these people? Because they're, they're taking away more than they are, they're giving, they are bringing forth more pain and discomfort and the remembrance of things that weren't progressive, but yet we still keep on to the past. Like to say, it's an anchor. And I, I have a problem with that. And, and I think the problem from, from that was that it prohibits us from truly moving on, moving forward and developing relationships with people that could be more prosperous in every aspect. And so you know, I wanted to kind of talk about this because I feel that when it comes, especially when it comes to like friends, you know, you know, we've chosen those people to be in our lives. To me, that's a big thing because, you know, from my previous podcast, I was talking about fundamentally, you know, creating masterpieces and being surrounded by masterpieces so that you're constantly, you're constantly living life on your terms. You're living life based upon a level of excellence that you want to pull out and experience rather than compromising and settling for mediocre. Right. So, you know, I'm going, I'm going straight into uh, you know, my first, my first area. So number one, not everybody is a friend. And I like to believe that I'm quite friendly and having loads of people around you may give you that false illusion that these people around you and in your phone book are friends. And at one point I thought they were, I really thought they were. I really thought they were. And, but then do, things that matter, those people don't give you a call. You know, people that I've, you know, 
you know, that I meet on, you know, on film sets and other places that I go, you know, my interests such as skating and so forth and jujitsu. And I was like, those people, yeah, they're, they're my friends. They're my friends, friends, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, when I, when I have my birthdays, when I, when I, when I need that, you know, someone to really speak to, or, you know, we can jam and hang out. And then I realized that, no, they don't, they don't interested. And I, you know, I, take, I do my best to kind of take an interest in a lot of people and be a magnet in many ways, you know, and really connect with people. But then the connection is based upon a convenience, i.e. we're in the same location where we have, we share certain interests, you know, and, but once that location has changed or those interests change or, or, you know, you want to do things maybe outside of those, those interests, then that friendship is tested because now you have to actually say, oh, do I actually want to know more about this person? Or am I interested to know on keeping contact with this person besides their convenience? And I was reminded, you know, I spoke to a colleague of mine, no, he used to be a colleague of mine on film set, and he served, you know, I won't mention his name, but, you know, he served a lot of people. He's been in the game for a very long time. And, you know, he, he had an accident on set, right? Whereby, you know, he, he was, he's basically lost his, he's, basically his back went, right? Cause he was picking up something and it was too much weight and he pulled his back and it changed his life forever. You know, he, he was never the same after that injury. And all the people that he thought were his friends, you know, people that he's helped in very diff in different aspects, they turned their back on him. And he realized that because out of the confines of, of, of film set in terms of, you know, in terms of the job, right? Because it could have been any, any job, but out of the confines of the job, these people didn't really want to know about his plight because the, the, the premise of the relationship was based upon the idea that, you know, when you have something to give, you know, or, you know, if we're in this environment, then, you know, we can talk and we can be merry and we can maybe even hang out, have a drink or two and blah, blah, blah. But besides that, I'm not interested. And during lockdown, this person deteriorated and his life was changed forever. And now, what, five years later, this person has recreated themselves. And we're still in contact because we've had these, remember in my old persuasion when I was in lighting, we had these beautiful conversations, right? And and it's like, yeah, I used to call, I used to call him my uncle. And we're talking cheese. We we're from different walks of lives. We're from different cultural groups. Like we couldn't be so different. But the soul is the soul, right? You know, you know, when you connect with people that have certain energy, it doesn't matter how different you are on the surface, right? The heart is the heart. And so we were connecting, right? And we've had this beautiful relationship um, and we just kept in contact. And so, you know, through all his, his difficulties, you know, he's, he's kind of opened up and he's kind of 
allowed me to be aware of that. And I was like, wow, I felt honored for him to share that one. And two, for me to be a part of that journey and be and want to be a part of the journey, you know, want to know how he, how you're doing and meeting up and making sure that he's good, good. Right. And, you know, and then, and then there was another, there was another incident whereby I was on set working with somebody else. And again, in the same profession in, and you know, this person was bubbly, person was great to speak to, it seemed really happy. And then a month later on another job and everyone was saying, yeah, that person, that Pacific person killed themselves. I was like, what? And it, it makes you realize that sometimes you think you know somebody, but you, you don't. And people may be smiling on the surface, but inside they're crying. But because there's no willingness to truly connect with people, you know, we think, oh yeah, everybody's our friends. Well, they're not, you know? And if, if we were truly friends, then there'll be more effort, more conscious effort for you to kind of understand and know me, you know? And, you know, sometimes I treat things and people and relationships, not everything, but you know, I treat, I like to just look at things very kind of simple. So I see it as like a bank account, for example. So like, if I keep redrawing from something, I will go into deficit. And so in order for me to ensure that I don't go, I don't go overdrawn, right? Because that leads to other problems and resentment and issues and bailiffs and all that stuff, right? you ensure that you deposit more than you withdraw, right? And it, as long as you keep on depositing, what it means is that that constant activity shows the bank that you are making constant efforts to ensure that, and, and there's constant activity, right? And so because that constant activity and constant effort, it shows that you are constantly doing an activity that will make you more secure in a, at a certain date, right? Whereas if you keep withdrawing and you're no longer deposit, what you're saying is that your lifestyle and what you need is greater than what you can give. And so now certain relationships in my life, I've, you know, I've got, I've got to that age whereby so many people are around me, but very few people know me. You know, like they, like so many people see me, but they don't. So they look at me, but they don't see me. They don't, they don't know the real junior, right? Or, and it doesn't, let me, this is, you know, some people have spoken to me and said, oh, I thought this person, we, we were friends and I thought, you know, we knew each other or I knew them and I realized I didn't know them. And, and it's because we're happy to be physical with somebody, but not mentally intimate right the physicality is like you can have a drink we can meet up we go to parties or whatever but let's have a chat chat right like you know like give me a call when you know that like, ask me actually call me to actually ask me how i am and let me be the person to actually tell you exactly how i am and for you to be willing to not only listen but have a conversation, an interaction based upon that, right? Rather than it just be very superficial, right? So 
you know, so yeah, I, I do treat a lot of things like a, like a bank account in terms of a transaction. And if like, like my, like my, so for example, there's a, you know, my auntie who's my, my rock, right. She's like the, the, the star in my life. Well, one of the stars, you know, so I've got my beautiful wife, I've got my, my children, right. So those are also stars, right. Let's not get twisted. But my auntie, she's like, she's the person that saved my life. And if it wasn't for her, I, I would be a different type of person. Right. So. And so my auntie, she's given so much love. She's given so much. She's helped raise so many children, right? So many children. And a lot of those children or a lot of people that she's helped and supported have taken and never even given back. So she, her account is, is in major credit. But the problem is, is that the accounts she has with the accounts that people have with her is in deficit. So the accounts she has with people because she's given so much, she's always in credit. But then because people keep on withdrawing, right? It means that she's depleted now. You know, she's given so much that she doesn't have the energy needed to do the things that she needs to do because those people have constantly withdrawn and having given back. And I think that's, that's a problem. It becomes a problem because it, it, it means that you get to a point where you start to resent, you become bitter and you start meditating upon things that you shouldn't be meditating upon. It says meditate on the word day or night. But if you're not meditating upon the word, and you're allowing the ideas and thoughts and things externally to dictate your happiness. That means you're allowing poison in your life to be the controlling factor, which is all linked to fear and insecurities and all that stuff. But that's also because of a, a lack of willingness to let things go that are no longer feeding you. And so it kind of all links down to the thing that not everybody are truly friends. And you know, you know, and the thing is similar to the word love. You know, we use, you know, you said we say love, we love everything. You know, and the obviously the English language is is a is is very limited in terms of the expressions or the the use of certain words. So we, we, the same word that we may use for, if we love something, we will use it loosely on everything. Oh, we love that chair. And then we say, we love our wife or I love our partner, or we love to do this activity. So we use the same word loosely to describe everything. And sometimes I don't believe that love is the appropriate word to use in certain things. And so if I'm going to say something, if I'm going to say to my friend, yo, yo, you're my friend, I'm also saying to them, I actually love you. Right. But then I don't think that's the most appropriate. So if I'm going to say now, no, we're friends now. Like I'm also for me, my perspective, I'm also saying we are family. Like I've like, we're family, like the closest things to blood. Right. If anything, you know, so like, oh, our God, our God, uh, our godparents to our children, right? You know, and we're to theirs as well. Yeah, they're they're more than just friends to us, right? They they're family, you know, like so. 
you know, my my brother, right? He's my brother now. So like my godparents, yeah, he's the dad is my brother and the mum is my sister, right? So if anything happens, the brother's like, yo, like I've got you, right? And the same thing with the sister. So it's like we're no longer just, oh hi, and it's it's, it's too it's like we we've gone beyond pleasantries. We've gone beyond just yeah, let's just let's just you know um you know say hi and bye. No, it's like no, they know, and I know, and we jam and they jam. Their children are my children, and our children are their children. You know, we've got their back. You know, if if stuff goes goes to goes to pot, we know they've got us, and we've have we have them. And so now the way we talk and the way we connect with each other is like when when I see one in pain, I, like I'm I'm going to say something. I'm not going to just turn my back, right? And I need to make sure that they're no longer okay. That they're good, good. Like they are. Because basically that's an extension of myself. If you're, if I'm going to say you, you're my friend, I'm also saying that you're my family, right? And I think I've got to that age whereby there's a difference. But you know, you, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're at a certain age, it's like families, like, oh yeah, yeah, we're born with them, right? But then you get to a certain age whereby now family means something different. Now, when you are young, it was all about friends. Friends had greater weight. Right, because it's like the family you just yeah, you're born with them, right? So you have no choice, right? And then the friends like, no, you've picked them. But then when you get to a certain age, you realize that that friendship doesn't have the weight or the ability to go the next day. So now you need to transition yourself from now surrounding yourself with many people who are loosely your who say they're your friends to now people who have who truly know you. Yeah. And so sometimes that can't be in the same multitude of, of people that, you know, you loosely called your friends. Right. So this is where then now the term family, which we kind of forsook for having loads of friends, right. Especially when we're young to now when we get older, you know, I'm having more family than I do friends. Right. And if I'm going to say that, you know, we're friends, I'm also saying that we're family and it's okay to have, you know, associates and people who are loosely your friends, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. You know, but you know, I want to get to that point, you know, cause I, you know, I have this, I read this book and it's called um, the hundred year life. We have the technology resources and ability to live a hundred years, right? If not more. Uh, and you know, it, this book kind of explored different ideas in what we needed to embrace, what we need to embrace in order for us to live that long in terms of, and one of the key things it embrace, embrace it, it, well, it explores as well as, you know, lifestyle and all that stuff is also, and finances was quite a big thing, was also friendships. You know, you know, some relationships can't go a hundred years. Some relationships, maybe a year, a couple of months, you know, maybe a decade. And you know, in order for you to get to that place whereby things are magical, everything counts, everything matters, everything is a masterpiece, you can't spread yourself too thin, fundamentally. And so, you know, the first one in terms of not everybody is a friend is, it's not necessarily saying that everyone's an enemy, but it's for you to understand the difference between real friends and those that are not, those that are what you classify as family in terms of, you know, that that relationship, that that closeness, right? 
um, to people who are just associates. And it's okay to have both, right? But it's, you need to have people that truly know you and truly appreciate your nakedness um, rather than you being ashamed in being truly yourself in front of certain people. Number two, learning to walk alone. Now, this was a really big thing for me, you know, in terms of, no, I, I want to be that social guy, right? I want to be, I want to be loved by everybody. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, be Mr. Popular. And, you know, you, uh, uh, for a long time, I wanted to be that guy, right? So, you know, you, you play the role. I play the role and, and then to what extent, you know, and now I'm at a place whereby I'm happy with my own voice. I'm happy listening to that whisper because it's through that, that I'm able to be truly myself and through being myself, I connect with people better. Why? Because now people are accepting the real me rather than a fictitious me. Right. And if you don't love me for what I am, then, then that's fine. That's cool. That's like, that's not a thing for me. That's, that's actually really cool. Um, I'm happy with that because what it means is that I don't have to waste my time with frivolous relationships, frivolous things, because now I'm treating everything as a masterpiece. I'm treating everything at, of high value. I don't want to have loads of stones in my pocket. I want to have a few gems. Right? Yeah, I don't want loads of gems, right? Why? Because, you know, one gem is like a million stones. So why would I have, you know, loads of stones in my pocket, you know? Um, and at the same time, I have to think about my time. I can't split myself up into millions of things, right? And, and serve millions of people, but I can one or two, right? you know, um, and a handful of people. And so for me, it's like, yes, having stones is great, but having those quality things, quality people are even more. But in order, but what precedes all of that is me learning how to love myself first and understand what I need and who I am and whose I am, right? And, and learning how to meditate, be still and walk based upon the vision that's been placed within me and not follow external things because it feels good. So now I move away from feeling for me now being a person principally led based upon a spiritual, uh, a spiritual understanding and awareness of who I truly am. And all this stuff seems kind of like, yo, this is kind of like, you kind of overcomplicated things, right? It's like, no, no, no. I, I, I don't believe my mind works in a specific way. And it's kind of understanding that you have to be so intentional with people and in this world, because if you're not, someone else will be intentional with you. And, you know, I read a book, it's by Napoleon Hill, it's actually a really good book. It's called Outward to the Devil. It's all about Napoleon Hill kind of having this conversation, right? He's having a conversation with the devil, right? And, and the de he's kind of telling the devil, you know, tell us, you know, you know, mortal folk, what you use to ensnare people. And it, I mean, you have to read the book. This is, I'll we'll probably talk about, you know, this book another time another podcast because it, it deserves its own podcast 
And, you know, one of the key things it talks about is about being definite in all your thinking and in being definite about what you want from this world and doing all your own thinking and how the devil, negative energy, or however you want to kind of, you know, define it, uses um, people's unknowing intent or unknowing actions to ensnare them to make them think that what they are thinking and what they are doing is really of their choice. Um, and because, and the more unintentional you are, the less control you have over your thoughts and actions. And the more easier it is for you to be receptive to other people's thinking. Why? Because you don't do your own thinking and you're not definite in what you want. So this is why it says in the word, write the vision down on tablets, right? It says, write the vision down. Don't just think about the vision. You have to write it down. You have to be def like definitive in what you want. Because the more definitive you are, the more life can work its way around to getting you to that, that area, right? Um, and even if the the plan is, and it, you know, even the plan or the idea is very archaic, very simple, but you are devoted to that, you're less likely to, you know, drift. And so, you know, in order for you know one to kind of be definitive in what they want, you have to learn how to walk alone. You need to learn how to understand and appreciate your own mind and respect what's been placed within you and sometimes you you need a lack of noise <laughs> you, you know you don't you don't you don't, you, you don't want noise around you you want to you just need quietness you need stillness you know and you don't need the the abundance of people sometimes because of the appeasement you, you want to you want to be that i want to be that guy right you know for a long time i wanted to be that guy you know, that appease. And, and this is all really important because it allows one to take control of their life rather than be a victim of other people's opinions of you. And so now I, I don't really care a lot what people say about me, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing because I've learned how to just mind my own business, you know, and as long as I am happy with my reflection, in the mirror, I'm happy with my expression in life, that I'm honoring people, I'm serving, I'm living life to a certain level of excellence, and it aligns itself to the vision that's been placed within me, then you know, like, you know, if I cut my hair, someone's not gonna be happy. So I was like, I ain't, I can appease everybody, right? You know, I'll cut my beard off. It's like, my junior, junior, you cut your beard. Why did you cut your beard? They didn't talk to me. A few people didn't talk to me because I cut my beard. I cut my beard off. We haven't had a conversation. We're talking about my beard. I'm like, Lord have mercy, yo. You know, I lost the weight. I lost a whole heap of weight. People say, you're half the man now. I'm half a man because I look like, wow. Okay. Like, you know, and those are the type of people you just don't, you don't need in your life, right? Because like, there's nothing more that you, you can give, right? Um, and, and so like, I've learned to appreciate myself by walking by myself in knowing and appreciating who I am and that whisper that is in my, that's in my head. Right. But because of all the noise, it's blocking out your ability to, to hear that important whisper. And number three, I've kind of a lean, a, a kind of, we talked about this, but less is more moving away from friendships to family. And I think this is refers to the quality 
of people around you, not like, you know, the difference between the stones and the gems and having more and ha well, having, well, having less gems, but, and less people, you know, less stones, right? So, so now you, you you've replaced all those, you know, thousands of stones and friends that you do have um, with a few gems, right? And that is, that that has more weight, that has more substance that will take you further than having a multitude of people for every single situation, for every single moment to do every single thing that you don't want to do. And so, you know, again, you know, understanding the difference between people of high value and people of low value and, pe and learning how to listen to that whisper aligning your your life expression and what you do with truly what you've written written down and meditate upon right and then deciding that okay cool i don't need to have everyone i just need to have the right people that truly anchor me to where i need to be rather than prohibit me from swimming when i'm in the sea right you know when, when i'm in the sea i don't need to be anchored right <laughs> when i'm at home that's when i need to be grounded that's not, so i need to be reminded of the quality, the the right people, the people that are going to empower me and enable me and remind me of who I am when sometimes I forget um, and not be surrounded by people who are just going to prohibit me in truly moving forward. It brings me to this idea that I was told a long time ago. And it's it was like in order for something new to be to be birthed, something first must die. And if I, if a cup is, you know, filled, filled with something of less value, in order for you to put value into it, you must first pour out the, the things of, of lesser value. And our life is no different. If we're filled with, with stuff, you know, you can't put new stuff in it, you know. And uh, you know, one time I had loads of clothes, I had loads of items, right? And they didn't, they weren't of high value. You know? And then I had to remove all of them and replace them with one or two items that were of higher value. And and this is what I'm doing in my life now. I'm starting removing things that no longer serve a purpose and and people who who don't love me in the same capacity that I would like to love them, you know? And, and if I can't have many people that are family, then, you know, you know, I can still have loads of relationships with people, but they have now a place and it's a separation, it's a mental separation, it's an understanding that they are loose friends or associates or however I may, I may want to perceive them. And then there's a few that are, that I found me like I'm, I'm going the extra mile to make sure that they were always good, that they're always winning in life, you know, and those relationships to me mean the most because they transcend the, the convenience of the location, the, the convenience of, um, having things, um, and they stand the test of time. So to include for years, you know, I had groups of people that I had worked hard to to maintain, to have around around me, 
And since maturing and as a growth as a person, I've noticed that these relationships haven't evolved and are one-sided. And, you know, and, you know, it's about me understanding that, okay, we are what we are. And for me to accept that. And when the same is not received, the same energy that I put into something is not received. Um, for a long time, I think I was hurt. I was like, yo, like, if you don't care, just say it, right? But I think the idea of losing something hurts more than giving up something. And because, you know, you're not in control of the something that of the very thing or the relationship that you may lose. But holding on weakens the relationship because as time goes past, you know, and less activity that occurs, um, the bonds that holds you to one person or a thing or situation or circumstances circumstance um generally loosens if there's no activity if there's a lot of activity if especially if it's one-sided then it intensifies people that are thought to have high value have turned out to be luggage preventing me from moving on anchors are only good if they ground you to where you need to be and not when you're traveling in sea what this time of reflection has taught me is that not everything and everyone is for you. And many people are only friends out of convenience rather than out of duty. Masterpieces that are far in between are of high value because of the cost entailed in creating and securing them. This value comes in many different forms, but notably in the form of someone's time. In order for you to draw from life quality relationships and create those masterpieces you cannot spread yourself in being yoked to people unwilling to make time for you and likewise you for them nor can you cling to ideas of what relationships could be rather than what they actually are cutting off everything that isn't growing is the only option for those that value themselves their energy and their time cut off the dead leaves so that new ones can grow Thank you for listening. And that brings me to the end of this part of this episode. I hope it has helped someone, even if it's just one person, keep on fighting. Please send me your messages as it would be great to hear your thoughts on similar battles and grow together. Thank you.